Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome everybody to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. And oh my goodness, I've got a special guest today. I could already tell by that that real magical connection before we went on air here. Uh, she shared with me that she lived in Chicago and I didn't get, I, I forgot to tell her I'm originally from Detroit. I'm a Michigan guy. So a Michigan guy. I, I, I know we're just recording audio right now, but I can show you so much Michigan stuff all yeah. over. Are you Michigan or Michigan state though? No, I went to school out here at USC. Oh, Okay. Yeah, we're big yeah. Michigan Wolverines here. Go blue. Oh, go blue. Oh, but listen, I'm a blue guy. I mean, I really am. I mean, I have friends that went to Michigan, Michigan State, and the Spartans and the Wolverines. Hey, go blue. I love it. Go blue. I love it. Yes. And Chicago. I know Chicago as well. And uh, so Yasin Hassan. All right. I got that right. Yasmin Hassan. But what yes, cool. sir. Welcome to the show. And we are recording video right now, too. Just oh. Like, all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> So if you don't mind, please tell our viewers about yourself. Uh, You're in Austin, Texas. Tell everybody about what your company does. Sure. So um, just to back up a little bit, I was in Chicago. I was one of the morning show news anchors at CBS Chicago. I spent all of my adulthood in news and broadcast as a reporter and an anchor, Las Vegas, Sacramento, all over. And, you know, the pandemic hits and... You just start reassessing everything. I know that that story is not very unique to myself, but I stayed in touch with one of my very good uh, friends who I used to anchor with in Las Vegas. And we thought, how can we take our skills that we've learned in the broadcast world and apply them to the business world? So that's how we came to form HQ Consulting. And now we are public speaking coaches. We help companies create, refine, and deliver content. So whatever content means to them, content is like a catch-all phrase, right? So that could be videos, that could be a speech, that could be a presentation. We can help you with that. So a little bit of that that TV magic brought into the business world. Oh my God. Well, listen, you are speaking to me because I've been speaking professionally for quite a while, and I do all the stuff you're 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 talking about right now as a fellow thought leader. So this is so cool. So I, but I got I got to ask you this question though. In this whole world, because the, the I I like to say that the world that you and I live in are quote unquote the world of thought leaders, people like us who actually have thoughts that people should listen to, and we show up as speakers, coaches, trainers, consultants, right? That whole experts authority crowd. So let's. Let's say that that's kind of your universe. My question to you is, when you think about helping people create content for themselves, what's the biggest challenge? What's the biggest problem that you help them overcome and solve? 
You know, I have to say, you always hear people talk about authenticity, right? You want to be authentic. And I think people get in their head when it comes to being authentic, because mm. authentic doesn't necessarily mean be who you really are, right? Because yeah. if you want me, I'm in, I'm in pajamas. It's dark outside. I'm eating noodles, watching <laughs> Vanderpump rules. That's not, <laughs> that's not the authentic version that people actually want to see. So I think the biggest challenge is really being able to come across to your audience who yeah. you really are and want to be almost a polished, elevated version of yourself. Mm. And without getting in the way of, oh, I want to be very, very polished or professional, or I want to come off using all of these $5 million words. I think that's one of the biggest challenges when I'm coaching a politician or a CEO and, and they want to appear very, very, I keep using the word polished, but um, a, a certain way, but people don't connect to that. People connect to normal human words and conversation and stories and just being able to figure that combination out, I think is really the key to being able to have a big impact through your, your speech or presentation. Oh my God. I couldn't agree more uh, in, in the work that I do in branding, strategic branding. And as you probably know, I'm all about showing people how to create a big brand so they can make big things happen. However, that cannot occur if you're not heart-based, if you're not making a heart connection with folks as opposed to a head connection. And to your point, I have found so many thought leaders and even, even those who were just in other fields of some kind of service expertise, some kind of skill, talent, or ability, they don't have that, that gift or that, I, I won't even say gift, that ability to be able to make that authentic, heartfelt connection as opposed to coming across as some kind of robot. Because we've all been in that situation, right, Yasmin, where we're talking to someone and you're not feeling that person, right? You're not even connecting with that person. You see that a lot? So, so much so. And it's so funny because I know, I would say the majority of people are likable. There is there is that ability. There is that chance for you to make that connection. But it's yeah. when you're getting too far in your head or or if you're preparing for, say, an interview or something and you have your talking points, I want you to have your talking points. I want you to do the homework. I want you to be prepared. Yeah. But when you're responding too quickly and not let you, you want to be that thought leader. Yeah. When you're responding too quickly, you're eliminating that that aura of being a thought leader. You're yeah. reciting, you're memorizing, uh -huh. and you're not considering the question and the audience. And you can still say those talking points, but just taking that extra second and thinking about how do I convey yeah. that in a way that connects to the speaker yeah. makes such a big difference. Oh my goodness. Exactly. Man, I tell you, this is so awesome. I had no idea this is what you did. This is so great. <laughs> and, and this holds so many experts, authorities, people who are really good at what they do. It holds them back. And my observation is that this is a blind spot for a lot of folks, right? I mean, I, I'm sure that you've seen the same thing is people are hesitant to 
ask for help because it's something you're supposed to know how to do. I'm supposed to be able to speak and present with authority and authenticity. And I, I should know how to do this. So there's always that reluctance. Well, no, 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 I know, I know how to do this. I don't want to take anything away from anyone. I don't want to say, oh, you're going to lose millions of dollars mm -hmm. if you don't take these skills and, and figure out the best way to do it. It's figuring out the best way for yourself to do it so you can really capitalize on that and not just capitalize monetarily, although yeah, that's always nice, right, but right. capitalize on those connections and meeting people and yeah. and then hopefully getting getting to have more more people in your in your network and wheelhouse that you can reach out to. So I imagine you must do a lot of mindset work because I think for a lot of people and tell me what you think about this. Deep down inside, there is that insecurity. Sometimes they just don't have that level of confidence in themselves. And so as a result, they end up feeling as if they've got to show up a certain way to kind of come across as being smart or an authority or someone who perhaps knows what's best. And, and that other blind spot that comes in is when they're not even connecting with that person because that other person over there is probably thinking, I don't even like this person. I mean, uh, tell me about the mindset work you do because it, it's got to start there, correct? Absolutely. I think a lot of the times people get caught up in, I, I know there's a lot of talk about Instagram and that filter life, but I think that that applies to a lot of things across the board. Yeah. And when I do, I, I did a media training the other day and I showed the longest blooper reel in history. And it was my own. And I was like, this was me in CBS Chicago. This is a, a big city, a big network. And you're not seeing the bloopers. You're not seeing me take one, two, three. I can't say this word, everybody. Give me another second. <laughs> what you're seeing is hair, makeup, 18 takes later. <laughs> and, and I think the same applies to when you're watching a TED Talk. That person, nine times out of 10, I'm guessing, did not get up there cold. Yeah. That's not their first TED Talk. That's mm -hmm. not their first presentation. This is not their first meeting with a VC. Everything that you see is polished, is polished for a reason. And there was time put into it. Yeah. But you will you'll see the beautiful image at the end and think, oh, I can't do that. Well, that person couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Right. My, my, my first day on, on the air is very, very different from my last. Yeah. And it's important to keep all of those things in mind. And unfortunately, the only way to do it is, is to do it and mess up on your own, mess up in your office, put yourself on camera, watch it back and, and realize that you're growing, you're growing and getting better every single time. Yasmin, what's your story? Tell us about your journey, because I'm intrigued now, because you went from CBS News. Were you a news anchor? I was. Okay, so how did you transition from, from, from doing that to where you are now, and what preceded all of that? Tell us about yourself. Sure. Well, I mean... Liz, I love news. I always like to begin. I, I am a, a news junkie. I'm on NPR all the time and CNN. <laughs> and and I, I love all the aspects of news. What I didn't love was if you were, so if you're a, an, an anchor, you're either going to be on the morning show yeah. or at night side. I was on the morning show, which meant I was waking up at 2 a.m. 
mm-hmm. and going to sleep at 6 p.m. and missing every single dinner with everyone wow. I know and going to work on Christmas and Thanksgiving and, and all of the things. And so after a while, making it to Chicago, which is was like a dream when I started off. I want to be in Chicago and working for a network. And it was the big time. Yeah. It was a big time. I made it the big time, which sounds very braggy, but no, see, it's important. Yeah. I made it and I still, I was eating three meals alone every single day. Mm. And you know, when, when you, 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 you get that dream and it's still, yeah. it's not enough. Um, I just kind of stood, took a step back and thought, when, when is it going to be enough? Yeah. Is it going to be if I go to New York or if I go overseas and how much more time am I willing to do the same thing and expect a different result? you know? Exactly. Exactly. So that's when, that's when I started talking to my old former co-anchor and he has a son who's six and he was working the night side shift. So he was coming home at midnight and, and missing every single football game, missing dinner every night. And so that's really what it was. And, and again, we we love connecting with people. We love that audience interaction, that viewer interaction and, and being able to hone those skills. So we don't want to give up on that. But how do we do that with also being able to eat dinner at night and go to sleep at night and be awake during the day? So after talking to your your fellow co-worker, he was the impetus for you going out on your own or did you two form a company together? With, we with, did what? it together, myself oh. and Todd Quinones. So that's the okay. HQ, okay. H for Hassan, Q for Quinones. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And when did you start your company? That was about a year ago now. Nice. Good for you. Good for you. Thank so you. Let me, let me ask you this question because, and I know you know this, there's a ton of people out there. Uh, who are in your field of expertise. And as you know, this is a big branding website. It's all about leadership. It's all about showing up a certain way. And I'm curious, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you distinguish yourself from all these people out there who say that they can show you how to create content? They can show you how to be a heartfelt speaker and on and on and on. That's such a good question. I think... um... What Todd and I are really focused on right now is that idea of consent, first and foremost, Mm. and helping lift minority voices, helping lift voices who maybe Mm. are having a little bit of an imposter syndrome, whether that be, are are you a female? Are you a minority? Are you having that? Oh, I don't think I, I, people don't want to hear from me when that's not the case. So trying to connect with people who, who are under there, under that umbrella. I am, uh, I moved to the United States when I was three Mm -hmm. from Egypt. My entire family is Egyptian. Mm -hmm. So I definitely connect with helping people who, you know, don't necessarily fit that blonde hair, blue eyes situation. And, and my parents have accents (laughs) and I know my mom gets very sometimes self-conscious about that accent. And I actually think an accent can be such a a thing of authority and distinction and can really help you stand out. And so being able to help people realize that and feel confident in that is really something that I care about so much. Mm. Um, and just going back to that consent, I think 
all of us are, are bombarded right now with sales calls and DMs and yeah. I can help you. And, and I am a very big proponent of, I want to network. I want, I do want to help you. I want you to help me, but I also, you didn't give me permission to pitch you. So I want to have conversations. Yeah. I want to see if I can add value to you. I want to have those interactions that back and forth, but I also don't want to shove my services on you when you didn't say that was okay. Yeah. So those are kinds of things that we are really yeah. trying to keep in mind as we move forward and as we hopefully yeah. build our business. Oh, that's awesome. And as a as a fellow minority, quote unquote, myself, I can relate to everything you're you're saying. Because when I was growing up in this whole thing of looking different, sounding different and all of that, people respond differently to me, even to this very day. And so I really want to acknowledge you for the work you're doing, because when you can instill within a person who doesn't look like, quote unquote, most other people, and whatever that difference may be, their accent, uh, the color of their skin, their nationality, ethnicity, all of that stuff, right? I just want to salute you for what you're doing because there's a, and, and I have experience in this area. It's being able to reach that person and let them know, hey, you've got what it takes. You have everything to go out there and be the man or woman that you've been created to be. And so I'm, I'm wondering though, what's been your experience in terms of some of the challenges that you are finding that these quote unquote, minorities, and we're only using that word as a placeholder, are bumping up against that you can really, really help them with? I think the biggest thing is really just believing that their story deserves to be heard. Okay. Because that's a lot of the feedback that I've received. Like, oh, no, I like to sit in the background more so, or we have someone else who is the spokesperson or, or the face of this company. And that doesn't need to be the case. Even if that is true, maybe maybe there is someone else who's always doing that interview. Maybe there is someone else who is always raising their hand first. That's always going to be the case in a classroom, in a, in a boardroom, in any place. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't also raise your hand. If anything, you should be raising your hand more because how else are we going to prove, show everybody that we're here we have things of value to share and to just yeah. really enrich everyone else's ability and story and understanding yeah. without, without you being the one who tells the story. As a news anchor and a reporter, I loved being able to share people's stories, but at the end of the day, I will never be able to tell your story like you can tell your story. Well, well tell us about the typical person you work with then. Are they professionals in terms of being self-employed? Are they working for corporations? Are they of a certain age range? Can you kind of paint a profile of who your, your typical ideal type client is? You know, we do work with Fortune 500 companies and also a, a solopreneur. It okay. really depends on, uh, on the case, which is such a cliche, ridiculous answer to give you. <laughs> but ideally, we started off thinking, if we could help smaller businesses, smaller companies who are maybe startups 
who need some VC money, money, some funding, things along those lines. Mm -hmm. We would love to help refine your pitch, make your dreams come true and being able to relay your message. I think if you've ever had dinner with a bunch of doctors or a bunch of lawyers or insert basically any industry, they get into that jargon Mm. and you'll lose audiences who are not in that world. So coming in from the outside, we're able to say, I I don't, I don't know what that word means. Stop saying shareholder or Mm. all, all of those inside baseball terms and, and helping you really have the biggest impact in the shortest amount of time. I always say when you're in news, we were, we were tasked with reporting on the president's infrastructure bill in a minute 30. Did Mm. I tell you every single thing that was in that infrastructure bill? Of course not. But I was able to break down the key takeaways, what you need to know and how it's going to impact you. And that's especially now with everyone having ADD, that's all people are really looking for. If you have more questions, great. The business owner, the speaker, you're the one who's the expert. Mm -hmm. You are the expert and we just want to help you shine the best way that you can. This is this is great. This is great. Now, there's got to be a particular client success story that you that you're most proud of. Right. Is there is there a story of someone that you've worked with that you could share with our viewers and listeners? Sure, sure. I helped the speaker who had gone through uh, extreme, extreme trauma. And, and, and she had, um, without, without going into too much detail, but she had gone through a, a really traumatic childhood and had come out the other side. And so now she's a motivational speaker. So uh-huh. she's done paid speaking engagement, spoken on television, been a part of documentaries, by all means, knew what she was doing, did a very good job doing it. And then recently she reached out to me. She was saying that she just wanted some, a a way to make sure that the audience was taking away what she wanted them to. Mm -hmm. So I took a look at her speech and I made, I want to say, honestly, if we're, just full disclosure, such small tweaks, instead of saying, I was terrified, thing I'm giving an example, instead of saying, oh, I was terrified in this moment. Don't tell the audience how you feel or felt. Tell them what was going through your mind and then they're able to be transported there and they'll know that you were terrified without saying it. So just making little adjustments like that and then afterwards, after her next um, presentation after we did the editing, she said she had more people coming out, more people reaching reaching out to her saying that they were really able to understand as well as they could what she went through. And I have to be honest, again, I did I did the very, very little. She had yeah. such a great story. She had such good abilities. But sometimes it really is just that outside perspective and and tweaking a couple of things to help connect with your audience, because that's really what we're all wanting to do is form a connection. And whether that be because of business, personally, I want you to have a certain feeling after interaction. Yeah. Yeah. I love this because there are so many folks out there to your point that they have a story. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to be appreciated. Uh, They've got incredible gifts and skills to create incredible content and they're lost 
And that's where you come in, someone like you that can come in with your shining qualities, you and your partner, of course, and just turn them around. And that's a great story because sometimes just a little tweaking can make all the difference in the world. Now, if there are folks out here, Yasmin, that are listening to this and going, oh my God, that's me, she's speaking to me. How can people find out about you? How can they connect with you? What's your URL? Where are you on socials and all of that great stuff? Sure. Come find me. I'm in all the places. Our <laughs> website is HQ. That's H-C-U-E-LLC.com. Otherwise, I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the things. And it's just Yasmeen, my first name, Y-A-S-M-E-E-N-T-V. Oh, wow. So even if you just want to connect or ask a couple of questions and and I'm happy to help in any way that I can. I would love to meet more people. The news business is very, very small. So now we're trying to just expand our network and talk to people, whether or not they become clients or we become clients of theirs. And it's been it's been fun. And, you know, I want to ask you this, too. This this popped into my brain, which into my mind. What really bugs you the most when you think about the people who you serve, the bad advice they're getting, perhaps when it comes to this whole thing about their own brilliance and tapping into it and finding their their voice and all of that? Is there something that kind of bothers you when you sort of look out there in terms of what they're thinking of doing or who they should work with? Any thoughts around that? I think a lot of the times I'm seeing people just the sheer volume uh -huh. that is coming out right now. I know Instagram, for example, rewards you for the amount of reels yeah. that you're putting out. And so that's what we're seeing, a lot of content. And I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily the way to go. I think if you're able to send one video or send out one email instead of being bombarded, the number one reason that people unsubscribe to email lists is because they get too many of them. You could be giving amazing insight, content, advice, and people are are not going to see it after a while. So I would say quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, I know the algorithms may disagree with me, but if <laughs> if you're if you're able to connect with one person, I would say I, I'm I'm taking one quality connection over fifty. Eh. Oh, I, I saw that. At 50 likes. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> 20 downloads or something. <laughs> and, and this carries over to YouTube shorts, right? You're going to throw Instagram reels in there. All of them, they're all in yes. together. I mean, it's this whole thing of 59 seconds or less, right? I mean, uh, it's amazing. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I am just hyena happy and peacock proud to have had you on the show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, it was a pleasure. This was so fun. Oh, my, my pleasure as well. Now, is there any one last thing you want to say to folks before uh, we end the show? I'm going to leave you with some, with a little combination of both HQ and my former news life is be your own advocate and secure media coverage. If something is out there, say Trump is potentially being arrested and that's what all the news outlets are talking about. If you're able to provide some sort of information in that world and not necessarily, I know you don't know the exact case. Hmm. The news is just looking for a lawyer, someone in that realm who can maybe talk about, okay, here's, here's what could have happened. Here's what they could be discussing. And here's what it takes 
for an indictment to come down. I'm just using that as an example. But if you're tuned into that world and you're able to provide some sort of context to what the media is talking about, send your local newsroom an email. Mm. You don't necessarily need, I know PR companies are wonderful. I am not trying to disqualify (laughs) anything that they provide, but you can also be your own advocate and you can use that for content. Get on LinkedIn, share that information on LinkedIn or send it out to the news. And and I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised at how receptive they are because again, people want to hear your story. They want to hear your advice. They want to hear your expertise, but sometimes they don't know you're out there. So get out there. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag BrandfordLeadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what I love support. I love love. (laughs) So your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.